everyone, and welcome back to this month's episode of the Chico State Study Abroadcast. My name is Corey Lang. And my name is Amy Heckeroth. And this week, we are going to be talking to students who came home due to COVID. So Amy, you actually had to come home due to COVID during your abroad experience, didn't you? Yes, I did. I was in Stuttgart, Germany, and... At first, it sort of seemed like it would be okay. Our program was saying, oh, it's all fine. Um, And so I figured that we would stay. And there was a lot of students where I was from. There was about 100 students. A lot of them had left. I'd been able to say goodbye to my friends. And um, new students were coming. And they were arriving. And I was, like, super excited to meet everyone. And then we heard about COVID. And then it was sort of like, okay, everybody gets to know each other, but let's not go out to the bars. Let's just do like little group events. And then it was actually like only get into groups of three mm-hmm. and don't like hang out with a lot of people from abroad. And then it was, uh, you should probably just like stay in your room wow. <laughs> and, um, and not interact too much with the other students. Um and then people started getting sent home and I thought oh we're the we're the lucky ones like we're we have to travel so far back home so they probably won't send us back home um and then I kept hearing stories of like my friends like oh yeah we're getting sent back and then eventually it was our turn Mm -hmm. and they said yeah we're gonna send you back the grim reality (laughs) yeah it was super weird actually because I remember sort of having this feeling that the next semester wasn't gonna happen and that like when I thought of it there was just this white space like a white room filled with nothing didn't see it happening and then um and I was sort of like at peace with that idea But at the same time, I started to meet these new students and I really wanted to get to know them. And then like at 5 a.m. in the morning, I um, I woke up and like I had this feeling like, oh, my God, something is happening. I woke up, I checked my email and they were like, you're going home. And I was like, I knew it. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you kind of had a hunch about it. That's interesting. Yeah, it was. that that's like the first time that's happened to me where I was just like, damn, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so many other students were like so shocked and they felt so robbed. But like, yeah, you definitely have a unique perspective on it because you kinda had a feeling. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just didn't see it happening. But at the end, um, I think because I had a hunch it was like easier for me to digest. I remember I, my roommate came into my room crying at like mm-hmm. six o'clock in the morning. She was like, Did you get the email? Oh. So I was sort of had been thinking about if I were to like if the semester wasn't gonna happen. Like even before um COVID happened, I was thinking like if it wasn't gonna happen, would I be okay going home? And yeah there I actually like really missed home like I I really was loving where I was but there were so many things that I got to appreciate about um like California and where I grew up and the people that were in my life that uh, having that distance really made me appreciate it even more 
and Mm -hmm. um I didn't have that experience ever before (laughs) and so yeah so I was sort of like okay if I go like there's all of these things that I now appreciate so much and then um if I do like stay here I had this one experience where I met these um four like German guys and we all went to work out together and we found this big German group of people doing like calisthenics at the park and they were Mm -hmm. like yeah come join us and and we were all working out together and that's when I knew if I stayed I would be okay and I would Mm -hmm. be fine staying because I had found this group of people who liked doing what I doing and what, what I liked doing and we connected on that level so then before that that email came I knew like if I if I leave I I'm fine if I stay I'm fine and um and so it I think it's like the most peaceful I've ever felt about the decision because usually I'm like oh my god I don't know if I'll be fine (laughs) yeah yeah it sounds like you had good like not coping mechanisms but you coped really well with and we're at peace with that idea so Mm -hmm. I feel like you're one of the lucky ones for sure. <laughs> yeah, I felt really lucky just to have like the experience go the way it did and have the time that I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear. Well, we're going to hop right into some more interviews with other students yeah, who studied in Europe. So let's do it. <laughs> yes, let's get started. So for our first guest today, we have Alexa. Thank you for coming on. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, my name is Alexa Arba. I studied abroad in Trento, Italy for the academic year. Started in 2019 and made it as far into 2020 as I was able to. Very good. So (laughs) since we are talking about coming home due to COVID, can you tell us about leading up to the point when you heard that your program was canceled and just the whole timeline of how that went down? Yeah, so Trento is in northern Italy, and the region is Trentino. It actually borders up against uh, Milano, which was the region that broke out originally in Italy with the coronavirus. And this was kind of being, you know, discussed and talked about over the winter break, but it wasn't really a concern yet. So especially as international students, no one was paying attention to it. You know, it was kind of that thing of, oh, I'm not going to get it. It's not going to be me. It's not that big of a deal. And for me personally, I was in Holland over the holidays. And so I came back into Trento to get ready for school and everything. And by the time the first week of school was rolling around in February, the university started sending out things of, you know, first day of classes are canceled. Go ahead, stay home. We'll keep you posted type of thing. And then being an international student, not knowing really the healthcare system over there, I didn't want to risk it. So I emailed my professors and just said, hey, I'm not totally comfortable coming in the first week when I don't know what's happening. If you don't mind, I'm going to start classes online and then I'll like I'll come in next week. And they were really nice, said not a big deal, totally understandable. And so all of the students were kind of just waiting to hear back from the university and Tuesday rolls around they canceled class Tuesday morning on Wednesday they canceled the class for the rest of the week and it was just like a waiting game every day there was new information new news being posted and articles out and I was living in the dorms at Trento Mm -hmm. so everybody in the dorms was kind of staying put trying to get out trying to get groceries because everything was getting more and more extreme as you went especially being in northern Italy where it was like rapidly expanding so As it went on, 
the restrictions just got more and more intense. Like I remember getting a email from the university that was something forwarded saying like masks are required now. You can only leave if you're going to the pharmacy to work, to get food. You have no other reason to leave the house, stay put. And it got to a point to where in the group chat of international students, people started to get really hostile and like yelling at the students that were traveling because some students were like, oh, school's closed. Like, let's go vacation. Yeah. (laughs) And the administrators were getting really angry with them because like they couldn't contain some of the international students. Mm. And so from my opinion, I study international relations. So I was kind of, you know, predicting of like all of the articles that I read, like, oh, this is about to get really bad. And I had a like close family member, basically, who was living in Holland at the time. He's a Dutch citizen, actually. So his family was super sweet. And they were texting me, you know, you can leave, you can come up here, you can stay, that sort of thing. But I knew that my priority should have been my studies. So I was trying to stick it out. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, in the next 48 hours, it's either going to get really bad or it's going to get fixed. So I decided at midnight to get on a Flix bus that we all know and love (laughs) at two in the morning the next day and packed as much as I could in like a little backpack and I got my school stuff and I left and took a 16-hour bus to Holland wow (laughs) and by the time I woke up from the bus in Holland um Italy got completely shut down it got the borders were closing behind me we were actually some of the last transportations out of the country and I ended up getting completely locked out of Italy and I was in a very safe space. But yeah, I kind of got stuck outside of the country, which was a new issue that I didn't really know how to deal with. And, you know, at this whole point, my family is kind of like, hey, what's happening? I didn't want to freak them out. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just traveling to a different location. I'm safe. Yeah. And they were really nice and trusted me. Let me do my thing. Just, you know, keep me updated type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting because America got hit. I'm not totally sure since I was in Europe, but I think it got hit roughly like a month after. Yeah. So my whole family was just listening and watching to my updates and trying to constantly call me, but also give me space to figure everything out. And at that point, I was also getting a bunch of emails from like Chico State saying, you know, our, our programs in Italy are getting canceled. What's going on? Where are you? What's happening? And so I was updating Jennifer Gruber the whole time. And we FaceTimed when I was in Holland and she was like, so the programs are getting canceled. You know, how are you feeling? Are you comfortable? This whole thing. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm actually, I'm doing really good. I'm in Holland. <laughs> and she was like, okay, why are you in Holland? <laughs> and so I told her the whole story and she just started laughing and was like, okay, if you're comfortable, that's great. Um, you know, I'll send you a waiver. You can try and stick it out, but we're going to need you to sign this. And I was like, yeah, totally. That's fine. So I signed that document, sent it back. I began my studies that semester from Holland and I just did it online. And from there, it just got, you know, more and more crazy because it spread exponentially. And so I ended up getting completely locked out of Italy. Europe was starting to close their borders and I had only left with a backpack. So I didn't have any of my things and Uh I wasn't allowed back into the country. (laughs) So (laughs) I ended up staying in Holland for roughly a month and a half as things were getting more and more intense and then it got to the point to where my goal was to like stick it out as much as I could I was trying to finish the semester in Italy because I really just didn't want to give up that experience I had so many plans and all that stuff yeah and it got to the point to where I was getting emails from like San Francisco embassy then I was getting emails from 
government regulations and then I got emails from like the U.S. health department and they were like you have 48 hours to get on a plane or we can't guarantee your rights as American citizen <laughs> oh my gosh so I was like okay I have to buy a plane ticket now <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so then I obviously at that point didn't have a choice I got on a plane I left all of my stuff all of my belongings in Italy I had to leave I ended up doing half of my semester with online Chico State classes because I had some amazing professors who were like we're gonna give you this class you can start halfway through just so you can get credit for the semester Mm -hmm. which was so nice and then I ended up keeping three of my courses from Italy and I was getting up at 5 a.m to log on to Zoom's from my university courses and it was crazy it it all happened very quickly (laughs) that is so wild it's crazy because it did really start in northern Italy like exactly where you were and then just exploded from there so you really were at the epicenter that's wild yeah it was crazy because it definitely was happening all around us and somehow Trentino the whole region itself like did pretty well out of all regions in Italy it was one of the ones that was able to contain it and actually get ahead of it a little bit so Mm -hmm. out of like in terms of Italian coronavirus Trentino did really well but Mm -hmm. it was neighboring Milan which is where the epicenter was Mm -hmm. so that was a little crazy and a lot of people didn't realize um like a ton of people who fly into Italy fly through Milan so that's why they were getting so mad at the international students they're like stop going through the epicenter yeah and Luckily for me, there's also an airport out of Innsbruck, Austria, which is directly above Trento. And so I left through that way so that I didn't have to go through Milan. So I avoided the epicenter at all costs. <laughs> so did you so did you say goodbye to like your friends in Italy before you left on that two-way? Or did you ever see them again? Or was that it? You're just like flicks bus and then <laughs> kind of stranded. Um, a little bit of both. So uh, the majority of the friends I made was only there for a semester. So mm-hmm. they left um, oh, kind of in February. So kind of at, a, at the very yeah. beginning before it all really broke out. Mm-hmm. So we got to say goodbye, but then it all ended up being really hectic. Like then it was rushed out and they had to leave really quickly. And mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what I was doing. And I did have a friend who was staying in Italy and she ended up going down to Bologna to stay with a friend that she had met to kind of run mm-hmm. away from the crisis as well. Yeah. So we all kind of ran different ways. <laughs> oh, okay, so they did any of your friends get sick from it, or did you know anybody that had it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she never got tested for it, but one friend that was in our group, she was so so sick at like around the holidays. I think it was like January, kind of before it was actually a thing. But I'm pretty sure there was a decent amount of people sick. She mm-hmm. was so sick. She like wasn't breathing. She was in so much pain. She was having such issues with her lungs and she went to the doctors. She's originally, she's German. So she mm-hmm. went to the Italian doctors like twice. They gave her different, different diagnosis. She went to Germany because she was like, okay, maybe they don't want their, don't know what they're talking about. So she went to Germany and they were like, I don't know what this is. It's more severe than this, but it's not this. And so mm-hmm. pretty sure she had it because she was sick for like at least a month. And it was all the lung stuff, all of the symptoms they were saying. Mm-hmm. But none of us got sick, so that was why we're not sure, because with how contagious they think it is, someone else should have gotten sick. So I don't know yeah. if she had it or not, but she had all the symptoms for sure. Yeah, wow. that's interesting. That is yeah. so wild. Super interesting. So one other thing that you kind of mentioned that you wanted to talk about was the re-entry shock. So like, I mean, I never had to go through coming home due to COVID, but just coming back to the States was 
super crazy and like kind of difficult to deal with. But I can't imagine coming home in like a post COVID world where it was like freshly, you know, breaking out. You can't, everyone's like quarantining super hard. The Costco's are going crazy. How is that for you? <laughs> There's no toilet paper. No one knows yeah, what's happening. No toilet paper. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. Everything's melting down. So, yeah. what was that like? It was truly the most bizarre experience of my life. Like, I don't <laughs> really know what words to put in it because I knew personally for me, I didn't really have any culture shock when I went just because I was so excited, so ready to adapt <laughs> yeah. to the Italian culture. But then when I was coming back, I was not ready to come back. I didn't want to come back. I was, you know, was so forced. much was happening. <laughs> yeah. And then you get put back here. And I think my um, county back home got quarantined like the week I got back. So it was like I was just ahead of all of these closures. And by the time I got here, like I wasn't seeing my family because I had just come from northern Italy so I didn't want anybody at risk and I was taking my temperature since I was on international flights and everything Mm -hmm. and it was crazy because you don't only have like the re-entry shock of your home but it doesn't feel familiar to you anymore but you're also not allowed to see any of your friends I got quarantined back at my parents house so I had like the most freedom I've ever had in my life and then I went back to living at home with my parents mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was just so much chaos and so many unknowns and I still had to take classes from Italy but I oh. also just got pushed into a class at Chico that was halfway through all of the coursework anyway so there was just so much chaos and there was really not time to like sit and be like what the heck did I just go through like what just happened yeah, yeah. and it was difficult cuz like my family my parents were so happy to have me back and have me safe and I love my family to death I'm so grateful to have a family that I actually love you know but mm-hmm. also coming <laughs> back I was like I don't want to be here like I don't want to be with you guys <laughs> that was yeah weird. Like, it was super yeah. weird yeah you wanted to be in Italy and that I mean you probably came home in March I'm guessing and so you really had to go through like the intense parts of quarantine two times right you have three times because I went to Hall of Duty. <laughs> oh, right. I was three literally times. right in front of the wave. So I left at midnight or at 2 a.m., whatever. That morning, like 8 a.m., they announced Italy closed. And then we crossed the German border. They took everyone's passports. We're taking, they had masks on. They had the whole thing. And then we got into Holland. They had, same thing, checked your passports, which if you guys know in Europe, that's weird. No one checks your passports when you cross the borders in Europe because it's like, mm-hmm. it's just accepted as you can travel freely. And so once I got to Holland, it was okay. It hadn't gotten there yet. And then because I ended up staying in Holland for like, I think a month and a half to two months, um, the total time period that I ended up there, I was there for about two weeks before Crota hit Holland. So then Holland got locked down. And mm-hmm. so I went through that lockdown again. And then when I came back to California, it got locked down like the next week. So I had like these windows <laughs> of what's happening and then it all got shut down. <laughs> so it was... It was insane. It was very strange. And this is a fun fact that came out of it. I have only been on one international flight with somebody sitting next to me. (laughs) Really? Yeah, only going over originally, like in August 2019, going over to Italy. That's the only time I've had someone sitting next to me. And because travel got shut down and I waited it out long enough, there was literally five people on my flight, like no one in sight. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Five people. Yeah. <laughs> when was your flight? Um, I think I did end up coming back like late March because I was trying to make it to April 23rd because that's when Italy mm. reopened. So I was trying to get my mm. stuff back. 
but then it got to Mm -hmm. the point to where Chico couldn't promise me credits like if I waited long enough and then that whole thing and I didn't want to throw off my graduation Mm -hmm. so I was like okay and then I you know I got the 48-hour notice thing and I was like okay well now I gotta go (laughs) yeah a lot of risk in that I feel like yeah you're being threatened to go home borders are closing that's so intense yeah yeah and I've never lost my passport in my life but you know out of all times I got 40 hours warning and I was like, okay. And I couldn't find my passport. <laughs> oh my God. I wouldn't expect it any other way. Exactly. Right. Murphy's <laughs> Law. That's so wild. Well, wow. I feel like there's so many little details I want to hear about this, but we do have some other guests um, that are supposed to come on. So I'm going to wrap it up, but I'm sure you had so many insights and perspectives coming out of this, especially from like a study abroad experience. You know, you have such a unique situation, I guess. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure you're never going to forget that. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate it and hope to see you soon. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And for our next guest, we have Alex Hawkins. Welcome, Alex. You can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, thank you, Corey. Uh, My name is Alex and I studied in Athens, Greece for the 2019-2020 school year. Uh, I'm a senior this year, and my major is anthropology. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So we kind of want to hear about the timeline of when you heard the news that your program was canceled and how all of that went down. Oh, okay. Um, It all happened really fast, actually. Like, the days leading up to hearing my program were canceled were pretty normal until um, one day we heard that there was a case of COVID in one of the residence halls, not the one that I lived in, but the one across the street. Mm-hmm. And so that building was locked down. And then the very next day after that, like classes were canceled all over Greece. And then there was a case in my building. Mm-hmm. And our building was put under quarantine. And then I went to sleep that night and I woke up the next day to the email that like all of the AIFX programs were canceled. Oh, wow. So that was really quick. <laughs> yeah. So it happened really, really fast. There was, like, no time to even think about it. And AFS like, pulled their programs before I even heard from Chico State. Wow. So is that all in February? Um, It was in the beginning of March. Okay. So you're kind of on the same timeline as the states. Because I feel like, I mean, we were just talking to Alexa, and she, that, she said she went through, like, severe lockdowns, like, three times. Because she was, like, right ahead of the curve in each of the countries she was in. So... It's kind of interesting to hear. Yeah, no, it wasn't. um, It was a little late. Like, I didn't come home till maybe, like, March 20th. But I also tried really hard. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, other people left earlier, but I was very resistant. Yeah. And so I know you went back to Athens, but were you, like, tempted to stay? Or what motivated you to go back after all of this had, like, unraveled? I did really want to stay like I was just really like caught up in my own like idea that I wasn't ready for this experience to end yet and like it wasn't fair to have to go home so I tried to stay like I tried to like set up a place where I could stay and I was like in contact with the study abroad office at home trying to find out how I could stay Mm. and almost got to stay but at the end like my mom laid down the law. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably. Yeah. but she like go back yeah she let me go back but like she laid down the law and you know how moms are yeah <laughs> go home. wow mm-hmm. so when did you end up heading back to Greece 
Um, I went back in late June, like as soon as they like clarified their um, like the border restrictions for the European <laughs> Union, and I was lucky because my visa was still valid, my student visa, until September, so I was able to go back without trouble for the summer. So that was really cool. And COVID wasn't as serious there over the summer. So it was like a little bit more normal than it probably was here. But towards the end of my stay, like they started going into their second wave. Yeah. So that's nice. You got to have a summer in Greece, at least. (laughs) Redemption. (laughs) Yes. It was kind of back, but it was worth it. Yeah. I was so were you let me. (laughs) Did you were you like just staying in a hostel or what were you just like hanging out uh during the Uh, summer during the summer I stayed at an Airbnb and I actually split the Airbnb with my roommate from the spring semester because she went back to we like plotted Mm. this together okay cool and Mm. so we split that and um yeah wow wow I mean you're lucky (laughs) I think we're all very (laughs) jealous that you got to travel again I know I'm I'm really oh sorry (laughs) You go ahead. Oh, that was all. <laughs> I was just wondering, was your roommate um also from the US or yeah where were they from the US? She's from Texas. Oh nice. Wow. So I'm sure you had like like were you feeling so upset at the time? Like I mean it really it happened really quickly for you, but like what was like going through your mind? um you know when they told you that your abroad program had to end early like were you really upset or angry I feel like I would have those emotions or did you come out with any insights or like new perspectives uh yeah I actually like I had a really hard time with it I was really angry and really upset and like emotional like I made a lot of local friends I was even like dating somebody and it just all happened so fast and I wasn't ready Mm -hmm. to say goodbye So it was really hard for me to adjust. Um, When I came home, it took like a lot of time for me to process my emotions and feelings about like COVID and study abroad in general. Mm -hmm. Like in March, I was really resentful and angry at first, but eventually like I think I reached this point where I shifted from feeling like I was mourning an unfair loss to like being grateful for this once in a lifetime experience that I got to have that a lot of other people didn't get to have and that it was so special for me. And so that was when I started like looking forward to like my next adventure and like visiting Greece again, which like led to me going back in the summer, as you know. Yeah. (laughs) But then I just learned that like, we all know that like things don't always go as you plan, but like this was the moment where like I learned that lesson. Yeah. How did (laughs) you get to that place of like, I'm okay with this now? Yeah, it was like an acceptance. I don't know if I'd say I was ever okay with it, but it was more like this, this is what happened and like, I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that word mourning. I feel like it is really mourning such an unfair loss because like, I don't know, you, if you talk to anyone who studied abroad, they're like, that was the best year of my life mm-hmm. or like I grew so much as a person. Um, and one of our other interns, Danny Galvan, said something in one of her uh, presentations, and she said, like, of course, she wishes things could have gone differently, but there's no doubt that she would do it over 100 times, oh, which, like, I, don't know, I thought that was a good little takeaway of, like, 
you do have to end up being grateful, even though it seems really horrible at the time. <laughs> but like, you still got a little bit of that experience. And for you, you got to go back. So yeah. that's really special. Yes, exactly. It was super special. I would definitely do it again. Like, I would leave today to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm right there with you. <laughs> um so I had another question about re-entry shock so like of course they kind of prepare you for when you come back to the states you know you're gonna like feel weird and it's not really gonna feel like home and all that good stuff but what was it like coming back in like a post-covid world where everything was just now unraveling and like happening so quickly and like no one had really any idea what was going on what was that like for you and that was really hard like I'm already a person who doesn't like dealing with uncertainty like that's something that I struggle with in like my day-to-day life and now all of a sudden like literally everything was uncertain yeah um so I really just had to take a lot of time to like focus on my mental health and like I was sad for a while but I had to be like there was nothing really else I could do until I could kind of come to terms with everything Mm -hmm. now it's kind of just you know it's like our new reality it's not so shocking anymore but it was definitely like really in my face and upsetting in the beginning yeah 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 that's good to I guess you gotta like take some time for yourself especially in I don't know I'm sure coming back to where like you can't even see your friends you have to social distance like everything is going crazy in the United States that must have been really really hard to come home to yeah Yeah, it's all kind of a blur now when I look look back to like me coming home I was just so glazed over Mm -hmm. yeah I can imagine so at the time of like when this was all happening like you said this happened in about like a three-day span did you think that the university was overreacting or like did you realize how you know that this I mean of course of course you didn't realize it was going to be a global pandemic but did you realize, like, the severity of what was going on at the time? Uh, yeah, I definitely realized the severity of what was going on, especially because, like, we had had cases in the our buildings and at school, and, like, the Greek government was locking down really fast, and we had just seen what happened in Italy. And also, like, my, uh, my parents here at home are doctors, and my mom would warn me about it, like, to be fair. Mm. So I definitely, like, knew that it was happening. I just wasn't prepared for how fast everything happened Mm. yeah that seems like a really quick process especially comparing to um alexa what she was saying it was like almost a two-month process of her like the news breaking and then eventually her coming home so that's interesting yeah i mean we all had to be on quarantine before they let us go home we were actually on like a no-fly list so i had like a week and a half from like waking up to the email of just like sitting in my apartment waiting to be cleared by the government to go home but oh gosh the whole process was really fast that is wild so those students so you said there was one student in the dorm across from you and then one student in your dorm did you like did it spread really quickly or did you know anyone that got it at the time um I knew the people who had it and I think it spread because there were reports of like symptoms in all of the buildings but they weren't getting everybody tested at the time and I actually personally think that it was in the dorms like a week or so before that because people were getting really suspiciously sick. So I kind of saw it coming, especially like in that living situation where you like live so close to other people and you're going out to like bars a lot. Yeah. So were you scared of like 
contracting it from the dorms or were you like screw this I want to stay here um, and... I still wanted to stay but I actually ended up getting really really sick myself and like I oh no COVID back then but like looking back I kind of think it is it was mm-hmm. look at the timeline yeah and so um yeah I was really sick and it wasn't fun but I still would have stayed <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I feel like if it was possible then anyone would have stayed but that is such a tough situation to be in I can't imagine yeah wow well thank you so much for talking with us I guess that's kind of all the questions I have unless uh Amy or you have anything else to mention but thanks for coming on yeah all right our next guest is Alex Ingbartson. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. So let's get into it. Um, our topic is how we came home during COVID. And mm-hmm. um, can you tell me a little bit about like leading up to when you were, heard the news that your program was canceled? Yeah, so about a week before we found out Um, We had a meeting like with our um, resident director and she was basically just saying everybody needs to like wash their hands more, just kind of take more sanitary precautions. Um, We really were not concerned about actually having to go home. We didn't really think it was a huge thing at that point. Um, And then I remember waking up, I think it was like very end of February I woke up and my I shared a room and my roommate wasn't in her bed and I was like oh she must be up going to the bathroom or something it was like five in the morning and um I like kind of woke up a little bit and I heard her crying in the in the kitchen and I was like oh like we're going home and I like looked at my phone and I had like a missed call from my dad and I had like two emails and then she, like, came in, and we both, like, sat, like, crying on the bed together. It was, like, so depressing. <laughs> um, but we still had a week before, like, they told us we had to leave. So we made sure to get a whole bunch of stuff in in that week. <laughs> yeah. So remind us where you studied and what program. program. Yeah, so I studied abroad in Viterbo, Italy through USAC, um, spring 2020, obviously. Okay, so you got there in January, probably, and then... Yeah, I got there January 8th, and then I got home March 2nd. Oh, man, that's yeah. cut so short. So short. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What so is how... Your... Go ahead. <laughs> what did you do that last week to really live it up? Um. So one of the things we really, like, beat ourselves up about was that we hadn't, like... We had explored Viterbo, but we it was cold and rainy and we were like you know um we'll have so much time to do this later so during that last week we really like walked around went to all our favorite restaurants like tried to go to the farmer's market as much as we could just kind of do those last the terrible things that we're like not gonna get a chance to Mm -hmm. um so that was really fun and there's quite a few like very popular like bars that we went to because we knew the people so that was really fun yeah so how did you feel when like all of this was unraveling 
like in that week span that you mentioned like were you scared of getting the virus or thinking like oh this isn't a big deal what was going through your head I definitely like wasn't really that worried about it I think the biggest thing me and some of like the people in my program were worried about was like the week before we were just in Verona and that's where like Italy had it the worst was in Verona and um so we were just kind of worried, like, geez, we were just there. But, like, nobody really was wearing masks at that point or anything. I think at that point, I was really just feeling more like, this is so unfair. Yeah. Like, I am leaving so soon. Um, and I was sad because I had met so many new people and I, like, didn't get the opportunity to, like, really travel with them and, like, I was just getting comfortable, like, in the country that I was in, and then I had to, like, go home, and then, like, culture shock when I got home, and all that. Yeah, yeah, so I wanted to ask you, um, I kind of have asked all of our guests this, but, like, re-entering the U.S., they warn you, you know, you're gonna have re-entry shock, and it's Mm -hmm. gonna be a little tough, but what was that like coming back in a post-COVID world where everything was six feet apart and, like, the Costco's are going crazy and right. the paper's gone? Yeah, it was very, like, <laughs> overwhelming for sure. Um, sorry, my roommate's dog is barking. <laughs> um, it was very overwhelming, especially because I'm dealing with this huge, like, I just had to leave, like, something that I've wanted for a really long time. And then... Um, coming back into the U.S. Actually, when I got here, everything was still kind of normal. Everybody was just kind of concerned because Europe was getting hit. There was only a few cases in California, and I had to quarantine for two weeks when I got back because some girl in my program tested positive, but I didn't have a class with her, but, like, she was in my program, so I had to. And then I remember I went on a like week vacation with my boyfriend just like to Southern California and we got a call from my dad while we were down there and he's like you guys need to come back like everything's going on lockdown and I was like oh my god what is going on like, really <laughs> it's happening again to I me. know I was like now in California are we serious yeah so that was the whole thing as well yeah I think it's so interesting how the students that got sent home like got to experience it like twice or even three times yeah like because I don't know I mean of course we didn't know as much as we do now but like I can't imagine how scary that would be just like oh god it's happening again and I was Mm -hmm. I remember like I was one of the first people to like leave I had gotten like one of the first flights back and I was so worried that they were gonna like stop me like Mm -hmm. at (laughs) customs I was like oh my god what if I have a fever like all this stuff yeah, And at the time, it was honestly kind of like, like, when I got into the US during customs, they were literally like, have you been to China in the last 50 days? And yeah. I was like, no. And they I think they checked my temperature once. And then that was it. Yeah, I was like, same. what? <laughs> I was like, so stressed about it. Yeah. 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 So you probably got emails saying that or maybe you left before the borders closed. Mm-hmm. So were you like tempted to stay? Or I mean, it sounds like you were like willing to go, but what yeah. Was that like? Well, so originally I was like, I kind of want to stay for a little bit longer because my roommate actually ended up going with one of her friends who was in the Verona program and to the UK. 
and they stayed there for like two weeks because UK went on lockdown like a little bit later after Italy did and I was considering that but then my mom was like really freaked out my dad was really freaked out they just wanted me back home and I'm not really good under like pressure like that and I was like yeah you know if this turns out to be something really intense like I want to be able to go back home you know yeah yeah I think that's interesting I have a friend of a friend who I think she was studying in Amsterdam and like you know everything was going down and she's like well I'm gonna stay and stick it out and then yeah she stayed for like five months and I guess you know stuff eventually (laughs) reopened but yeah I mean of course not everyone is my friend um my friend stayed in Viterbo for like a little bit longer and he ended up having to quarantine in his apartment for two weeks with nobody else and like he was like I was super stressed like I couldn't get food or anything and like our resident director had to like leave her home illegally to like go get him food oh my gosh I know I know it's interesting to think because now we're all used to it and like yes we're quarantining but Mm -hmm. you know we go to the grocery store and like can go outside now but like how when it was all fresh how yeah insane it was and like you cannot leave the home especially while we were there I remember like the week when they told us that we just need to start washing our hands and everything me and my roommates were like okay well let's go stock up on food just in case we have to quarantine like we'll have a whole bunch and so we had so much food at the house and then they were like yeah you have to leave the country we were like so like who wants our beans like you know gosh I remember doing that too yeah like okay there's gonna be no food left I have to buy all of it yeah and then I was like okay well I guess I'm giving it to everybody else (laughs) could you feel like the panic in the air in Italy at that time um not really in Viterbo because it's such a small town I think they were not very worried about it once I got home um after like a week uh in our whatsapp group chat they were like yeah there's some cases like in the Lombardy region which is the region that Viterbo's in so they were starting to get concerned but um even when I got to the airport like a couple people were wearing masks but I think people really didn't realize how much it was like it wasn't hitting at that point mm-hmm. yeah. and then all of a sudden in a couple weeks it was like really really bad yeah how do you yeah. feel about it now um well so I've had it (laughs) so I've kind of gone through all the stages I got it in Chico in like July um so I kind of went through all the things and now it's it's kind of become normal which is really like sad to say obviously but Mm -hmm. um yeah I I think I just kind of like miss like honestly school right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like going to school Yeah. yeah me too yeah I feel that. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would have done differently if you had known that your time would be cut so short? Oh my god, I would have definitely, we had so many like trips planned that mm-hmm. um, we like had to cut short, obviously. And yeah. I got like points from those airlines, but I'm never going to use those small airlines. Like you use those while you're studying abroad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, okay. But I would have definitely just taken so much more time to like travel and go different places I had left Italy once I went to Austria which was an amazing time 
Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely think I wouldn't have taken each day for granted as much as I did. I think we were very much like, it's cold outside, it's wet. Let's just like spend all time together, like Mm -hmm. at somebody's apartment, just like getting to know each other instead of like really exploring because we had so much time, we thought. So I think Mm -hmm. I would have definitely just like done something different like every single day. Um, And that's one of the things I've told people um, when they ask me, like, what's one of the biggest things you recommend, like, for studying abroad? And I was like, seriously, do something different every single day because you have zero idea what could happen. Like, I have no idea that I would have to come home, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would even say the same thing. And I, my time didn't get cut short. Exactly. You don't realize how fast it goes. Oh, my God. It goes by so fast. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just having so much fun. Exactly. It's funny because I feel like that that same mindset applies to life. But at the same time, like, you have to pace yourself, you know? Right. Always be like, how do you think that it's it's different? Do you do you still have that mindset coming back because you regret that you didn't do as much? So like coming back home, you're like, oh, man, like, okay, I need to make every day count. Or is it is it? um, I feel like it's very hard to make every day count and I think coming (laughs) I think coming back home to a place where you're so familiar with everything Mm -hmm. it's hard to be excited to do something new each day you know Mm -hmm. yeah like while you're studying abroad you're like this is going to be the best months of my life like I had so much (laughs) planned you know Uh you come home and you're like all right well yeah we're just doing this again (laughs) (laughs) and especially with like regulations and all that it's like yeah kind of limited on what you can do but exactly yeah I feel like out of the whole corona experience and I guess just even talking with all of you it's I feel like I guess you got to be grateful for every day and try and make the most of it but exactly see how it's hard exactly yeah Mm -hmm. hmm well um I guess that's kind of all the questions we have for you but thank you so much for coming on and talking with us yeah of course I uh obviously really wish I could have stayed longer because what an incredible experience but I'm very still very grateful for like the two months that I did have yeah I feel like people especially in your situation come out with a lot of new insights and perspectives and oh definitely I kind of realized there's so much more to the world than California yeah exactly (laughs) that's what it's all about (laughs) yeah well I'm glad to hear that and sorry about your trip getting cut so short but hopefully you have a redemption shot soon that's Mm -hmm. all right yeah and you can use those airline points sometime (laughs) going back 100% yep (laughs) all right well thank you Alex thanks guys Well, clearly things don't always work out as we want them to. And I think it's in those times when they don't work out that we actually learn the most. And so I personally am thankful for my COVID story and what it taught me. And um, I know that the people that came on the show must have learned a lot themselves. And uh, yeah, it was great talking to them, huh? Yeah, I think it's really unfortunate what happened, but I'm sure there was a lot of lessons learned and good things that came out of it, as hard as that is to see right now. But yeah, that was great talking to them. 
So- well, thank you all for listening, and we hope that you join us for our next episode. Um, as always, feel free to leave any uh, suggestions or anything like that, comments, questions, um, and we will be back with you next month. Thank <laughs> you.